there's a lot of different ways that people travel and Max Miles is traveling a very different way. Well, I think a lot of different people are learning and catching on to how to utilize points and miles. Some call it travel hacking, but points and miles is the more, I guess, professional sounding name because travel <laughs> hacking, I mean, it doesn't, the word hacking sort of has, implies that you're doing something illegal, I guess, but you're not. But yeah, a lot of people are utilizing points and miles to travel in ways that they may not be able to travel otherwise, that, yeah. us included. Yeah, and we have never really played with the whole travel hacking points, we it's still very new to us. We've hung on to the points that we have. We have tons of points for years and years, building out our vans and that kind of thing. We don't use our points because we've been holding on to them until we have the freedom to choose when when we go and where we go versus you know having to go within a certain few days, which is really where points and miles went. And so now that we're finally having a little more freedom in our days, we're trying to get into it, which is why we're really excited about today's episode, which is Max Miles Points is coming and talking with us today about points and miles. There's a lot to learn. This is the overview. Maybe, maybe we'll go ahead and maybe we should do a second episode one day of just you can go really deep yeah, diving into it. I already think we're gonna have to do a second episode, but this was fascinating to learn more about the points and everything that kind of what it takes to travel with points and miles. Max Miles Points is really good at using his points and making them go a long way. He's done an around the world trip for, was it, what do you say, 150,000 points or 250? Yeah. We'll, we'll get to that, I don't wanna spoil anything. But there's a lot of different ways you can do it and you can stretch them as far as you want or go all out and have a nice trip. So let's just get into it. Yeah, let's go. Today, we are talking with our friend Max from Max Miles Points. He is talking to us about all things points, travel, hacking. I'm not really sure. What is the term you use exactly? I don't call it travel hacking. Um, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's a weird thing. I, I just don't like using the word hacking. And so I just call it miles and points or um, yeah, points and miles or miles and, po miles and points. Okay, this is all very new to us. We see your Instagram post. You're flying all over the world and get these crazy, crazy deals. Talk to me like I'm a five-year-old. How does this whole travel hacking? Don't use the word hacking. <laughs> it's travel <laughs> points and miles. Right. It's, it's totally cool and using travel hacking or whatever. Some people use travel hacking. I just call it miles and points. But um, essentially, I mean, I think the overall thing is that we're earning airline miles, hotel points, and credit card points as much as we can for as little as we can and kind of redeeming them sort of kind of like a currency to redeem for flights or hotels. And sometimes um, you can get like really good value out of some of the airline miles and hotel points and kind of experience some really awesome um, travel experiences that you otherwise would typically not pay cash for. All right, so how did you get into the whole points and miles thing? What was the inspiration? What brought you to this whole world of travel points and miles? Not travel hacking, travel points and miles. The way that a lot of people start in miles and points because they are looking for flight deals, they're looking a way to travel more and travel for less money. And I fall kind of similar into the same bucket. I was looking for flight deals one day, searching around Twitter, and then found um, a, a blog that was posting flight deals. And it was kind of like a, like a it, it was pretty in the weeds sort of like flight deal that I jumped on. It's like where it's like, it's a miscategorized fare ticket from Chicago to Honolulu. And um, essentially taking that flight, that one flight, that one round trip ticket got me American, Ex American Airlines platinum status. And, um, and then after that, it's like, I, I, I kind of went down the, the rabbit hole of like going through a bunch of forums, going to a, a bunch of different blogs and found a lot of information about miles and points. And that's where 
kind of dove deep into miles and points and, um, and kind of took off from there. And so I really, it was just me collecting miles and points, redeeming miles and points for myself. And in 2019, that's when I redeemed a bunch of points for an around the world ticket for my uh, wife and I. And that's when I was like, oh, I need to make an Instagram account. I need to make, start posting this on online to show people that this is what miles and points are all about. And this is what is capable, uh, what's possible with miles and points. So that's kind of how everything kind of started. All right. So let's dive in a little bit to how are you getting these points and miles? What are your preferred ways? Is it credit cards? Is it loyalty programs? What does that look like for you? And what do you recommend? Mostly um, in the miles and points world, um, a lot of the miles and points comes from credit cards. And it's the quickest and the easiest way um, to earn miles and points. Whereas like typically like a person in a person's mind, like to earn a lot of miles or turn, to earn a lot of hotel points, you have to fly a lot. You have to stay in a lot of hotels. Whereas credit cards, um, it makes it a little bit easier because you can put your everyday spend on your credit cards and earn miles and points that way. And so instead of having to stay in a bunch of hotels and fly a lot of flights, um, you can just go buy your groceries and you earn credit card points that you can use towards travel later on. So when you were starting out, how how long did you spend looking at points, chasing statuses? Like, I mean, what like what was an average day? Like, what was the length of it? For you when you first started out to figure out the best evaluation like the best use of the points yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah i mean i think with miles and points i think the more you get into it the more time you spend the more research and the more um the more you look into it like the more you'll get out of it and so there um for me i i i can't say there's a specific amount of hours that i spend but it was a lot <laughs> um and so i think that's what's uh, that's what comes down to miles and points is that um, a lot of people um, don't want to spend the time or don't want to put in the effort. And that's where like there's easy redemptions that you can take advantage of. But like the really good ones sometimes takes um, a lot of time searching. You have to search on like multiple days. You have to keep checking back if the reward availability shows up. Then that's when you have to kind of spend that time and make that effort to kind of find those really, really good deals. Um, but I mean, there's obviously there's always good, easy redemptions that you can also do as well. So listening to you. In my mind, what I'm hearing is, do you remember that bold show, um, Extreme Couponing? Oh, yeah. I do. Oh, I, that's what I hear. So is this, is it similar? Is this like Extreme Couponing except points Amex version or, you know, whatever? Yep, exactly. And so very similar to couponing. Uh, a lot of people compare miles and points to couponing as well. And so it's very similar. Uh, whereas like the people on the coupon shows, like they have these booklets full of coupons that they know where exactly each coupon is and they know how to stack those coupons with other deals that are currently going on with the weekly ads. And so very similar to miles and points is that um, you have to kind of understand like how to collect points, earn points, the right points, and then transfer them or move them or redeem them in a very specific way. And so like the more knowledge you build up from that, then the quicker you get at it, obviously. But um, that's where like the more, you know, the more you'll, the further you'll travel. And so that's one of the key things with like miles and points is that the more information you consume, the more, uh, knowledge that you pick up, uh, the further you'll travel with your miles and points. So I actually first came across your platform, Max, when I was learning or trying to learn how to use our points to the best of our ability, because we have all these points that we've been holding on to for three years now <laughs> that we've just racked up across a couple of credit cards and we have so many points and I really, we haven't always had flexibility of when we travel. Like this is a newer thing. Usually we had, a, you know, a certain few days and that's a little harder to use points on. Um, not impossible, but it is a little bit more difficult. So we now have this flexibility to go 
anywhere we want, whenever. And so I've really been trying to learn from people like you um, how to make those miles go as far as possible and maybe even get like first class to Asia or something like that, something that we could never afford cash-wise. So what sort of resources would you recommend people checking out? And I want to be sure to mention that you have, Max actually has uh, a YouTube channel. He has Instagram and he has TikTok where he gives away, oh, and a weekly newsletter where he gives away all sorts of great information. I mean, I'd say 80% of what I've learned about points and miles has come from his channel, just the, the free YouTube shorts and reels. So besides that, and, and including that, what all do you recommend people checking out to learn as much as they can about travel points and miles? Yeah, there's a ton of resources online. And the first thing I would recommend is just Google. I mean, like there's a lot of blogs, there's a lot of guides, there's a lot of beginner's guides, there's a lot of like courses and all kinds of stuff, but there's a ton of free information on miles and points online. And like, I always recommend, like, if you're looking to go to Japan, for for um, for example, I would just say Google, I would Google um, how to get to Japan miles and points. And then you'll have dozens and dozens of blog posts on a, maybe a, several different dozen ways, a couple different ways to get to Japan using your miles and points, whether you have American Express, Chase, Capital One, or City Thank You Points. Um, there are a bunch of different guides out there. And, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's what I recommend as a free resource to kind of uh, just Google and there you'll find a bunch of different resources. And I mean, I, I have my YouTube channel and on my YouTube channel, I walk people step by step on how to redeem their points. And so that kind of like takes that, um, the requirement to go out and Google and read a bunch of blogs and read a bunch of pages. Whereas like my YouTube channel, I kind of visually show people how to what you need to what points you need to earn how to redeem them and also how to maximize those points um and so yeah i mean there's a couple different youtube channels out there and then there's a bunch of different blogs and guides out there as well so much good information <laughs> I'm learning so much next question is about when to book this is always our biggest thing because we haven't always had flexibility like i said so when is the best time to book those reservations to utilize points and miles and get the most bang for your Buck, but I guess it's points and miles. When is the best time to book these reservations? Yeah, for sure. And so there's, I guess there's kind of two sweet spot windows when it comes to redeeming your miles and points. One would be nine, 10 plus months in advance. And so that's when like airlines are adding flights to their calendar and releasing their calendar. And so that's sometimes when some airlines consistently release that award space um, ten, nine, 10 plus months in advance as they add those flights to their calendar. Whereas the other sweet spot window is last minute. It's a last minute, it'd be two to three weeks before departure. And two to three weeks before departure, that's when airlines like, oh, we have these seats empty. We're going to release these awards. I mean, we're going to release these seats to be bookable with miles and points. And so that's where um, some of those last minute award availability can be um, bookable with miles and points. It's never guaranteed. And so like some airlines release award space nine plus 10, 10 plus months in advance. Um, and all of a sudden they might stop. And so that's where the, that's where it's like, it can get time consuming of like searching for those, searching for that award availability. And then um, when it comes to last minute, it's not always guaranteed to. And so sometimes the seats might be all full. And so especially during summertime, peak summertime, it gets pretty difficult to find that award seat. And so especially summertime, it's around this time of the year when a lot of people are like, oh, procrastinating. And they're like trying to find their summer, uh, summer travels. And they're like, hey, how do I book um, to go to Italy and using miles and points? I'm like, well, those, those seats are fully booked and they've been booked nine, 10 plus months ago. And so um, you're kind of out of luck in that uh, sense of things. That's exactly where we are right now <laughs> in the whole planning process. We've been looking to go to Europe this summer and 
you know, we're kind of running late and playing ink. Usually we're not the best of that. <laughs> we're working on it. Um, but we've been looking at Europe prices and prices are astronomical, as you know. So we thought, well, maybe this is a good chance to redeem some of our points. But it was going to take almost all of our points. Well, not all of them, but a lot of our points that we've been saving and holding on to for years just to go to Europe. And we thought it's not really worth it. That's just, we don't want to use all of our points on one specific trip unless it's really good. We want to save those points and maybe fly first class. That's my dream. Okay. Uh, she really wants to fly first class. I just want to be comfortable on a plane. <laughs> all right. We've never flown first class. I think, actually, that's not true. We did fly first class one time. It was from San Francisco to Burbank. <laughs> It's not the same thing. It was thing. not the same thing as that's first not, class. Yeah. That's not what I'm envisioning. And by first class, I mean, we're talking like business class. Like we refer to business class as first class because we don't know the difference. But yeah, I know there, there's a difference. Flying first class is like that to, to us right now. I'm like, that's what we want. But I just want to lay down on a plane and sleep. So, but I feel like you probably have, you've probably flown first class a bunch. You're, you probably have all these amazing stories. So what is the best trip that you've taken you know whether it's first class miss business class like what however you use your points what is the best trip that you have utilized your points for yeah for sure and so um just to kind of clarify things um when it comes to first class domestic first class is different from um, international first class and so usually internationally there's business class and there's also international first class and international first class is really difficult to book international business class is difficult to book and whereas economy is a little bit easier and, um, and so, yeah, I mean, that's the great thing about miles and points, I think, is that it, it unlo unlocks the ability to experience some travel that you otherwise would not pay cash for. Um, and so that's the great thing about miles and points. For example, like the best redemption I've ever done, that round the world uh, trip that I just mentioned earlier uh, with my wife and I, like that would have cost us 20, 30,000, if not more, um, to fly around the world, all in business class, to fly, stay in hotels, five-star hotels. And things like that and that would have cost us twenty thirty thousand dollars but we just redeemed um what two hundred fifty thousand american express points to make that booking and it's not an easy booking to make uh but it was uh it takes some time and effort some research a couple hours on the on on the phone with um with the airline to make that happen but um, it was an awesome trip it was uh, quite the experience to go around the world in three weeks and stay three to four days in eight different destinations and stay at five-star hotels and things like that. Um, and we really just had to pay about a thousand dollars per person out of pocket for the, for the flights and hotels. Wow. That's incredible. I'm sitting here thinking we have 250,000 Amex points right now. Like we should make this happen. Yeah. If we could plan far enough in advance. <laughs> That's the dream. We should make that happen. But let me ask what eight countries did you stop at on this trip? Yeah. And so we started here in San Diego, went to Montreal, went to Paris, uh, went down over to Milan, uh, took the train over to Venice. And then from Venice, um, flew to Dubai and then Dubai to um, to Seoul, and then from Seoul to Osaka, and then Osaka back to the U.S. Wow! And some of those they aren't cheap countries. Like I, I mean, those are pretty expensive destinations. I mean, your points went a very long way. That's just that's so impressive. I mean, I'm getting so many ideas right now. Next question. This is sort of a practical question for beginners, which definitely includes us because we still have a long way to go with very learning. Much. We are not experts. We have a lot to learn. Um, but what? credit cards do you most recommend for people who are just starting out? Like what is the best 
all around, easy to figure out credit card out there. Yeah. Um, to start in miles and points, the easiest credit card, I guess the easiest type of points to earn are Chase Ultimate Reward Points, um, mostly because Chase Ultimate Reward Points are easy to understand and are pretty simple to redeem. And there are good ways to redeem Chase Ultimate Reward Points for good value. And that's where like the Chase Sapphire Preferred launched like 10, 15 years ago. And it's the card that I started with. And a lot of people still recommend it as a good beginner card. And it's the card that I still recommend as a good beginner card because of um, the simplicity and the ease of redeeming Chase Ultimate Reward Points. All right. That's really good to know. That's actually one I've heard of a lot and I've thought about applying for and getting. Um, but we've always had Capital One and Amex. Mm -hmm. But Maybe we should look into that. So is that credit card, is it one that just transfers really easy or why is that one the best? Yeah, Chase Points transfers to uh, 14 different transfer partners. And um, and I mean, American Express Points transfers to a bunch of great um, airlines and hotel programs as well. Same thing with Capital One and City Thank You Points. It's just Chase transfer partners are um, a little bit easier to understand. And so Chase Points transfers to United. A lot of people are familiar with United. Chase Points transfers to Southwest. A lot of people are familiar with Southwest. And um, Chase Points also transfers to Hyatt, which is typically a good way to get a high value redemption is transferring Chase Points to Hyatt. And so for your listeners, transferring points means you're essentially converting credit card points into airline miles or hotel points. And so when you're transferring your points, that's how you earn Hyatt points or United or Southwest points without ever flying a United flight, without ever flying a Southwest flight, without ever staying in a Hyatt hotel. And so that's the benefit of earning um, flexible, transferable credit card points like Chase points is that you can earn airline miles without ever flying that specific airline. I've actually never thought about that, using points to get status with an airline or a hotel without ever having flown or stayed at the place. That's that's crazy. I never even considered doing that. And just, I'm learning so much. <laughs> can I ask one more thing first? Yeah. This is like her thing. She's just like ready to go. She's she's excited. Oh, okay. So I know that there are people out there who may not be credit card people who maybe, you know, don't qualify for a credit card or they just make them nervous and they just don't, they choose not to use them. Are there ways to get into the whole points and miles game without ever opening a credit card? Yeah. A lot of people overlook uh, the option to buy points. And so buy airline miles or buy hotel points. And so buying points in some cases can be advantageous and save you a lot of money. And so sometimes these airlines have their points on sale where you'll get a hundred percent bonus. And sometimes like there's a 50% bonus, 60% bonus. And for example, uh, for my wedding, um, I, we had a negotiated rate at this hotel, right? And for two nights, the negotiated rate was like $500. Um, and so instead of having my guests pay for the negotiated rate at $500, what I recommended them doing was buying hotel points to stay at the same exact hotel, same exact room, and to purchase the points to stay for those two nights instead of $500 to purchase the points, it was $350. Um, and so they're saving money by purchasing points, redeeming those points for the hotel stay versus actually paying the negotiated rate through the hotel. There's opportunity to buy points to save money on some hotels. And like another example would be if you wanted to stay in um, the intercontinental Maldives, for example, it's like $1,200 a night. In some cases, you can buy the points to stay there for $600. And so you're getting like half off the hotel stay. And so that's sometimes overlooked. Um, and so if you're not into the credit card game, you're not interested in getting a lot of credit cards and things like that, then uh, purchasing points can be a good opportunity to kind of save some money on some travel as well. Okay, wow, that that's really helpful because I do know there are people out here who it does make them nervous to open a credit card and for good reason, but that's really helpful to know that you can actually get into the game in some capacity without ever having to have a credit card. Yeah. I want to 
I want to go back to a question. I, I want to ask you, and feel free to say no, but is there a card or a system out there that it's just overhyped or that you wouldn't recommend? You're like, you know what? I would not recommend anybody getting this card or joining this program because I, I, I just want, I want the dirty details. I wouldn't say there's a specific card that I wouldn't recommend. Um, I would say like there are cards that require more work to get more value out of. And so, for example, the American Express Platinum is very popular. Um, and even though it looks cool to have the American Express Platinum and to go dine at a restaurant and throw down the American Express Platinum, it looks cool, but it doesn't earn you a ton of points. And the annual fee is $695. And if you're not taking advantage of the benefits, if you're not taking advantage of the lounge access, the card's not really worth it. And so I find that a lot of people have the American Express Platinum because they think it's cool, but um, there's a lot of work you have to put into having that card, holding that card to get value out of the card. I'll be honest, that is one of the credit cards we have. We finally splurged and got it a couple of years ago. And it, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, it, it hurt. It took us a while to make that commitment because that annual fee is steep, but we fly Delta all the time. And that one actually gives us access to Delta lounges when we're flying Delta. So it made sense for us, but like you said, it may not for someone else. But I mean, we had never had access to lounges ever before. And I don't know that I'll ever go back to having a credit card without lounge access. Well, and I make sure that we go through the buffet line several times, you know, just to make sure we get enough food and we're paying for the card. That's, I mean, that's kind of what I'm aiming for. You get our money out of it. No, but you do. If you, if you do your math right, you get your money out of it eventually. Yeah. Yeah. I will eat all the croissants. <laughs> The more I'm learning here, the more I'm realizing I don't know. <laughs> so for people like me who are a little bit overwhelmed and who want some more guidance on top of all the free resources out there, do you offer one-on-one -on -one consultations or appointments or anything like that to help people figure out how to use their points and miles in the best ways? I do one-on-one uh, -on -one consults. And um, typically these one-on-one -on -one consults, we can kind of go through credit card strategy or or, um, or booking strategy. And so if somebody's looking to go from LA to the Maldives, then I can kind of give a strategy on where to search and how to search and when to search. Um, and then it's also oftentimes a lot of people are like, I don't know what my next card's going to be. Um, trying to figure out what the best strategy is, especially for um, personal use as well as uh, business use and stuff. And so I do offer one-on-one -on -one consults. Okay. That's awesome. So is this thing that if we came to you and we said, yes, we do want to go to the Maldives. Well, I, want, I do want to go to the Maldives one day. Could you sit down with us and really figure out how to get us there from Chattanooga, Tennessee on our points and miles and use them the best we possibly can? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, well, cool. Let's go. I'm like, I'm ready to go. Let's pack the bags. I'm itching to go to the Maldives. I'm going to go ahead and ask a practical question for people out there because I know there's people out there who are thinking, this sounds very expensive to have all these credit cards open and to have to buy and meet all these minimum spends and these credit cards to get the points. Is this just a wealthy person game? Or can average Joe Schmo get into it at some at some level and earn enough points and miles to redeem on amazing trips too? Yeah. In my opinion, I think there's, there's that big misconception of like, you have to spend a lot of money to get a lot of points. Whereas like if you strategically plan your credit cards and then put your spend on the correct credit cards, then you can earn points. Um, and the sign-up bonuses, for example, like to get to earn a sign-up bonus, $4,000 spend in three months. Um, if you don't have that spend, then kind of plan those credit card um, signups around when you have big purchases. If you have to pay for car insurance, if you have to pay for um, your utilities, bills, or anything uh, like that, if you have a big spend coming up, then that's where you can potentially sign up for a credit card to earn um, miles and points 
pretty quickly. And so um, it's just all strategy. And if you go out and dine, then using the right credit card will earn you sometimes two, three, sometimes four times points. And those points eventually add up over time. And so you don't have to spend a ton of money. Just use your everyday spend and strategically put that spend on specific credit cards and kind of build a strategy so that um, your everyday spend is working towards your future travel and you're earning your points that you can potentially redeem for your future travel. That's exactly what we did, actually. We both needed new laptops recently, and we thought, this is our chance. We're just going to go for the Amex Platinum now. <laughs> we just went for it. I think we met that minimum spend almost immediately. Yeah, so, yeah we did. Yeah, we, de- <laughs> we definitely lumped those expensive spends. Yeah. Or, yeah. So I want to talk about loyalty. Um, does it matter? I mean, like we fly Delta a lot. We like Delta, but, you know, it do we need to fly Delta all the time to make these points like work or like status chasing? Yeah. Like status, like status chasing. Boy, that's really hard to say. Should we stick with one person, be a loyal customer, or should we just kind of, you know, be flexible and go to to all sorts of different companies? Yeah. And so in my opinion, status is overrated. Um, And so a lot of people, unless you're able to achieve status and earn status organically. And so you fly a lot of Delta if you're consistently flying a lot of Delta and you normally fly Delta anyways and you earn status, then that's great. Um, but like people that have like, say they're sitting at 10 Hyatt nights right now and you need to get to 60 for Hyatt Globalist, then um, it wouldn't be really, it wouldn't make much sense to force yourself to say 50 nights to earn Hyatt Globalist and like go stay at like 10 nights at down the street and spend like five, whatever, $600 a night um, to earn that high global status just to get some free breakfast or potentially room upgrades and things like that. It's a water bottle now. They upgraded to that. Yeah. Yeah. Free water bottles or whatever. And so, um, so yeah, I mean, a lot of people think that status is cool and great and things like that, but I think it's pretty overrated. And um, if you can't earn it organically, then um, then I really don't think um, you should be really chasing status because you're just going to waste your time and your money um, and you are better off just spending that time and money um, actually using it for travel. Yeah, that's good to know because when I first learned or heard anything about points and miles, I thought that status chasing was the way that most people were doing it. I thought that was the most important. Like I needed to be diamond with Delta or whatever airline it happened to be. So when I realized that it wasn't chasing status, that was important, that it was more about using the points across a lot of different places. It opened up a whole lot of options. Like, I, I mean, instantly I realized being flexible gave us so many more options to use all sorts of airlines and hotels and get the most for our, our points. Okay, we're going to start wrapping up this conversation. But before we do that, I let's get into the practical side of things. So for anybody that's just starting out for, you know, maybe they, maybe they don't have a card, you know, but they're like, you know what, I'll give this a go. What are some good practical tips on just starting? For sure. Yeah. So as a beginner, um, the first thing I would do with someone that's completely brand new to miles and points, the first thing I would do would be to sign up for loyalty programs. And so like sign up for a United account, sign up for an Air Canada account, sign up for a Hyatt account, and kind of just play around and see how many miles it costs to go somewhere. And so if I want to go from LAX to New York, how many United miles is it it going to cost me? If I want to stay in a hotel in San Diego, how many Hyatt points is it going to cost me? Kind of start with doing something. Um, And so a lot of people are thinking about miles and points and they're like, oh, this is so cool, but they actually don't end up doing anything. Um, And so, um, and that's where it's like, I think getting in the habit of just taking action getting a loyalty account for some of these airlines and kind of just searching around to see how many miles it costs to get from point A to point B, um, I think is a good starting point. And then from there, you kind of plan and think about, um, all right, so how if, if it costs 25,000 um, United miles to get from LA to New York, 
um, how can I earn those United miles? I can get a United card. I can get a, this card. I can get a Chase card. I can get the Chase Freedom card or whichever card. Um, and that's how I'm going to earn those miles. And so kind of go from just searching around, doing a little bit of research, and then that's where you kind of formulate your plan of like which, how I'm going to earn the points or where I'm going to earn the points. And then, um, and then kind of think about a travel goal, essentially. And so if your goal is to get from LA to Cancun uh, and using miles and points, what miles and points am I going to need? What credit cards? How am I going to earn those points? And then that would be kind of a good starting point. And that's where like Googling and then finding resources, YouTube um, and all that stuff. Um, and just kind of doing that research first before you kind of sign up for your first credit card because you want you want to sign up for the right credit card. And so a lot of people are like, hey, I want to go to the Maldives uh, with my miles and points, but they go sign up for the Southwest card. Well, Southwest points aren't going to get you to the Maldives. And so that's the thing. It's like, um, and so doing a little bit of research ahead of time, setting a goal and planning on how you're going to earn those points uh, will go a long way in making that first redemption uh, a little easier. Mm, that's good. Yeah. I'm hearing a lot of like, we need to plan ahead. And that's my absolute worst thing. We're so terrible at planning. We're working on it though. We aspire to be planners. Okay. So I'm just going to, I'm, I'm going to throw you a curveball because this is just in my head and I want to know, feel free to say no, but I want to know, I mean, you've talked about all the benefits of, you know, chasing points or status, you know, doing all of that. Are, are there any stories or any warnings that come to mind for people who maybe they start doing this and it ends up badly or it doesn't go as planned? Um, is, is there anything that you would say that that just to be on the lookout for? Like his warning signs, like don't do this, yeah. like don't fall too much into the, yeah. the pit of travel hacking with credit cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Warnings. <laughs> so. A lot of people that are starting out in miles and points, um, they just start going out and applying for a bunch of different credit cards. And I think that is where they can run into issues later on because they're earning credit card points left and right across a bunch of different points. And in the end, they they it's it's really hard to redeem those points. And because there's 100,000 points over here, 50,000 points over there, 40,000 points over there, and their goal is to get from whatever, from LA to the Maldives, and it's kind of hard to use those points across different points, currencies, and things like that, and combine them into one trip. And so that's where I think going back on the idea of like planning and having a goal and kind of figuring out what points you need and where you need it and what points you need and how you're going to earn those points and what credit cards you need and whether you need to buy points or not. Um, I think that is a good starting point. Um, and so I always yeah, it's, have a goal in mind, apply for credit cards um, through with that goal in mind so that you can kind of work towards that goal. Max, you have just blown our minds. You answered so many questions. I mean, I have so much to learn, but you have helped immensely just answer some of those those big questions for us. And I'm sure for other people out here listening who have no idea about the world of, world of points and miles, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think the biggest takeaway is that we probably should plan more. Yeah. And it's also this endless learning process. I don't want to under, underestimate that. Like we, you always need to be learning. There's always something new, another tip or trick. So uh, thank you. Thank you for answering some of those questions for us and just being here and educating us all a little bit more. Actually, I feel like this is kind of an overwhelming topic. And it, it's really nice that you're here to help with such a like big, big topic that a lot of people could get stressed out by or just feel overwhelmed. So thanks for like putting it all out there and and just even talking to us about it. I mean, I think where um, where a lot of people get overwhelmed with miles and points is that um, they 
they there's so much information out there. It's it's very overwhelming. It's very open ended. When you earn a bunch of points, it's very open ended. And so I think there's two types of ways to approach miles and points. And the first way is to have a goal in mind, redeem, earn your points, and redeem your points with that goal in mind. And so you're very single tracked, very laser focused. If you want to go to the Maldives, you're going to earn points, and you're going to earn enough points so that you can stay and fly to the Maldives. Whereas like for me, it's a little different where I'm a little more experienced miles and points um, and where I'm just earning miles and points left and right. And then I'm keeping it very open-ended. And so if there's a deal to Korea, I'm going to Korea. If there's a deal to the Maldives, I'm going to the Maldives. If there's a deal to Paris, I'm going to Paris. Um, and so that's where it, it takes a lot of more knowledge and a lot more time and a lot more effort um, to kind of learn about miles and points. Whereas like if you go with option one, which is like one goal in mind, redeem points um, for that goal, then... Um, then it feels less overwhelming. And I think I, that's why I always recommend for beginners to kind of have a set goal and then redeem and earn points towards that goal so that you kind of ignore all the other noise and then just kind of focus on how you're going to get to your goal. All right. So as we come to a close here and people are probably feeling a little bit overwhelmed, inspired, but overwhelmed, where can people find you on social media to learn more? Um, what are your resources? All that information. We're going to link it down below, but go ahead and tell them here too. Um, so you can find me on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, um, and Twitter. And I also have a uh, free newsletter that I recap miles and points news and, um, and redemptions at the end of the week on every single Friday. Um, and you can find me on Max Miles Points. You can find all those resources and stuff like that on maxmilespoints.com. Um, yeah, on my YouTube channel, I have a bunch of tutorials on how to redeem points, how to earn, redeem, and maximize points um, so that um, so that you're getting the most value out of your points. I also have a course that teaches people how to search for award availability. And so I think the main thing when it comes to a lot of, a lot of my questions and a lot of the uh, problems that people have when it comes to miles and points is um, searching for award availability or searching for a good deal. And so that's uh, what my course is based off of is, um, of learning how to search for award availability like a pro and using different tools and strategies to kind of easily find um, those good miles and points deals. And so, um, and so, yeah, I mean, maxmilespoints.com and um, at maxmilespoints anywhere on social media, essentially. Thank you so much, Max. This has been great. Really uh, appreciate having you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Thanks for listening to What No One Tells You with Chris and Sarah. If you have a comment or question that you want answered on the air, be sure to send us a message to hello at chrisandsarah.com or you can call or text our phone number at 423-825-9572. Thanks for listening.